in Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53 and verse 4. Isaiah 53, verse 4. It says, Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. I will go back to verse 4. Surely he, Jesus, has borne our grief. So the prophet Isaiah was prophesying concerning what was going to happen in the future. So God is fast forwarding the picture and he is communicating through the prophet Isaiah what Jesus was going to do on the cross. And so he says, when he's fast forward by the Spirit of God, he sees, surely he, Jesus, has already borne our what it says in the King James griefs and our sorrows carried our sorrows. Now we did a study on that on those two words griefs and sorrows. We saw that Greece was in other places translated sicknesses, and also uh, sorrows was translated in other places pains. So then we could translate this verse, surely he hath borne our sicknesses and carried our pains. Jesus bore our sicknesses and carried our pains. Now then Isaac Lesser's translations translates it uh, similarly. It says, but only our diseases did he bear himself and our pains he carried. So he uses sicknesses and pains. Only our sicknesses or diseases did he bear himself and our pains he carried. Rotherham translation says, yet surely our sicknesses he carried. And as for our pains, he bare the burden of them. So these other translations bring uh, that out, that it would be sicknesses or diseases and pains rather than griefs and sorrows. Certainly we believe Jesus bore our griefs and our sorrows, but he also bore our sicknesses and our pains. Well, then, uh, the word for born there, according to uh, Bosworth's book on Christ the Healer, he says the Hebrew word is NASA, where we get our NASA space program from, is N-A-S-A, NASA. And it means this. He says it means to lift up. It would make sense to name a space program NASA. Because you want it to actually get off the ground, right? So then, uh, he says, it means to lift up. It means to bear away, to convey, or to remove to a distance. So we could say, Jesus surely has borne our sicknesses. Or surely he has lifted up, borne away, conveyed, or removed to a distance our sicknesses or our diseases. Surely he has borne, again, lifted up. He has lifted up our diseases. He has borne away. He has uh, removed, conveyed or removed our sicknesses to a distance. So that's what Jesus did in the cross or on the cross. 
When he hung on the cross, he took our sin upon himself. He knew no sin was made to be sin. But Jesus not only took our sin, he took the penalty for sin, and part of that penalty was sickness and disease. And so the sickness that we were bearing, or humanity was bearing, Jesus took it in our place. So he took our sicknesses, he removed them to a distance away from us. Can somebody say amen? Amen. So the next verse, verse 5, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement to give us peace was on him. And with his stripes, we are healed. So we can see that Jesus bore our sin, our iniquities on the cross, but Jesus also bore our sicknesses on the cross. So he bore both our sin and our sicknesses so that with his stripes, we are healed or through his suffering, we receive healing. So healing belongs to us as children of God and it belongs to everyone because forgiveness of sin is extended to everyone and also healing for the physical body is extended to everyone. So anyone can, everybody want, but somebody will. In other words, anybody can believe on Jesus and receive forgiveness of sin. Everybody want, and the Bible declares that not everyone is going to believe, right? But anybody can, and whosoever will, let him do it. Praise God. Somebody will. Somebody's going to believe. Somebody's going to believe in salvation and receive it. Somebody's going to believe that Jesus bore their sin and received forgiveness as a result. Somebody's going to believe that Jesus bore their sickness and believe for healing. Amen. So healing belongs to us. It is provided for us and everybody's sin was included in the cross and the sufferings of Christ. Everybody's sickness was included in the sufferings of Jesus as well. So he bore in redemption both our sin and our sicknesses so that we could receive healing as a result. So let's go to the New Testament. In the New Testament, in Matthew chapter 8, we are reviewing some and we're going to connect the dots here. So in Matthew chapter 8, Verse 16, it says, when even was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils. So those who were demon possessed, they brought them to Jesus. And it says he cast out the spirits with his word. So Jesus spoke the word and brought deliverance to people who were bound by demons. He brought deliverance. Everybody say deliverance. And so... Through the spoken word, he brought deliverance to those who were demon-possessed. And it then says, and he healed all that were sick. Everybody say, all that were sick. He healed all that were sick. Now, notice the next verse and how it connects. That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah. Isaiah meaning Isaiah, the prophet. And refers to Isaiah as a prophet. It says, spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. So we could see this verse as a commentary or a New Testament commentary on Isaiah 53. Saying himself took our infirmities and bare our sickness. 
which adds to the validity of those words being or being better translated sicknesses and pains, our infirmities and our sicknesses. So Jesus bore our infirmities. He took them and he bare our sicknesses. Now I'm going to read it to you out of the Amplified Bible. It says he himself took in order to carry away our weaknesses and infirmities and bore away our diseases. Now you're seeing this word born actually come out in the scripture here. Again, he took in order to carry away our weaknesses and infirmities and he bore away our diseases. Now what does the word born in the, Nas, uh, the word Nasa in the Hebrew in the Old Testament, what does it mean? To lift up, to bear away, to convey, or to remove to a distance. So Jesus took in order to what? Carry it away. All right. Well, in, in, in our offices, we have uh, services, of course, of UPS and also uh, FedEx. If you need a package delivered, you just let them know, notify them. They will stop by the office and pick it up. The UPS man doesn't come in the door and say, hello, how are y'all doing today? And just leave without the package. No, he comes for a purpose. He comes, he picks up the package or puts it on a, a cart and he leaves with it. He takes it in order to bear it away or convey it, to remove it to a distance where we want it to go, right? So he took it for a purpose that was to carry it away or bear it away. Well, Jesus came for a purpose. For this purpose as the Son of God manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil, 1 John says. He came to destroy the works of the devil. So Jesus came and he took our sin upon himself on the cross. So then Jesus came and he took our, what, sicknesses on himself that was Again, on the cross. So Jesus took it in order to carry it away, to bear it away, to remove it to a distance or to lift it from us. So if Jesus took it in order to carry it away, we don't want the package to return. Sometimes when you're in a mail service or something, something may come back to your house. Has a little finger on it, return to sender. All right, so... We don't want it to come back to us. We put an address on it with purpose to leave and to be delivered somewhere else. All right, so God wants us to realize when it comes back, sickness tries to come knock at your door that you can say, oh, no, I resist that in the name of Jesus. Why? Because Jesus took it away. And if the devil wants to bring it back, you say, no, no, thank you, devil. You can just take it right back to hell with you. Come on. And so... Sickness is a foul offspring of its father, Satan, and its mother, sin. So it belongs to him, and he can have it. I don't want it. I don't want any part of it. I say I resist it in the name of Jesus. Somebody say, Jesus is my healer. All right, so here we are in this verse. He says that it might be fulfilled. Which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet. Let me read it to you out of the New English Bible. He took away our illnesses and lifted our diseases from us. So again, you see this word born. The definition is coming out in this particular verse. He lifted our diseases from us. Another translation uh, says that he took on himself our sicknesses and carried away our diseases. 
took on himself. So again, he took it on himself. He took our sin on himself. He took our sicknesses on himself. And he took it in order to carry it away or to remove it to a distance or to lift it from us. All right. Again, he says that it might be fulfilled. That it might be what? Fulfilled. Which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet. F.F. Bosworth, in his book, Christ the Healer, said this as well. He said, did Jesus bear our iniquities in Capernaum or on the cross? Well, Capernaum is where this, uh, ty- this uh, a thing occurred where he uh, cast out the devils and, and he healed all that were sick. That's where uh, that occurred. So uh, here, Bosworth is asking the question, did Jesus bear our iniquities in Capernaum? Or on the cross. Now, how many could say on the cross? Would you agree? He didn't bear iniquities in Capernaum. He bore our iniquities on the cross. All right. Then he says his forgiving of sins as well as his healing of the sick were both done with respect to his coming atonement. The forgiveness of sin, forgiving of sin, and the healing of the sick were both done With respect to his coming atonement. Meaning that what he did, he did it with respect to his coming redemptive work on the cross. So then he goes on to say, for without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. Or actually the scripture says there is no remission of sin. So without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. So did Jesus bear our Sin on the cross or in Capernaum? We'd say on the cross. Did Jesus bear our sickness on the cross or in Capernaum? We would say on the cross. Because some would say, well, it was all fulfilled here in Capernaum. Well, if it was all fulfilled in Capernaum, it's all fulfilled and you're not included. But if it was on the cross... I said, if it was on the cross, then we are all included in the redemptive work of Christ. And when he was made to be sin for us, then Jesus redeemed all of us from sin every generation. And he died for sin once and for all. That means all people and for all time. So everybody is included in the redemptive work of Jesus and him bearing our sin. But everybody was included in the redemptive work of Christ. He bore our sickness. Surely he hath borne our sicknesses and carried our pains. So what happened here was Jesus was then basically showing a preview He's given a little preview of what redemption is going to do. All right, then we could consider Jesus as well in the Old Testament and God in the Old Testament. Exodus chapter 15 said, I am the Lord that heals you. Right? And he made a covenant. Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, your healer or your physician, made a covenant with his people, the children of Israel. Well, then it says that he brought them forth in Psalm 105. He brought them forth, the children of Israel, out of Egyptian bondage. He brought them forth with silver and with gold. And there was not one feeble person among their tribes. Okay, not one weak or feeble or sickly person among two million people, approximately. 
That's if you can find 25 people or 100 people or 200 people and there's no weakness, no sickness, no disease, you're doing good. If you can find 2 million, it's absolutely miraculous. Right? So here we are. Two million people approximately brought out of Egypt and not one weak, feeble, sickly person among them. All right. Then it says in Psalm 103, who forgives all your iniquities and who heals all your diseases. So Jesus forgave all your sin and he healed all your diseases. Well, if all means all and it means all, God doesn't just throw out words like uh, just to be intriguing or just to maybe give you some false hope. No, he said he forgives all our iniquities and he heals all our diseases. How many are glad when you go to Jesus and say, Father, God, forgive me. Father, cleanse me. He doesn't say, well, you know, that's not included. I'm sorry. No, how many are glad he says you're forgiven, you're cleansed, you're washed in the blood of Jesus. Well, the same is true when you come to God and you say, Father, I believe that Jesus took my sicknesses and carried my pain, so I'm petitioning you, I'm asking you for divine healing in my body, and I believe right now as I ask you that you minister your life and healing and health and strength in my body. I'm mean, glad God doesn't say, well, I'm sorry, that one's not included. Right? He doesn't say that. No, it's all included. This is an all-inclusive redemption. It included everything you need. It's all provided in redemption. Praise God. So, sickness is not your portion, if you will. Sickness does not belong to you. So, when the devil comes to uh, deliver a package at your house... You say, Jesus has already sent it away. He's already removed it to a distance. You can't bring it back. It doesn't belong to me. It doesn't belong at my house. I am redeemed. I am healed by his stripes. Praise God. I, I know Jesus has already borne that away. Jesus has already conveyed it away. Jesus has already lifted it from me. Jesus has already removed it to a distance. So I don't want it at my house. I reject that. I'm not signing for the package. If they drop it off at the door, you just call them up and say, hey, you left something. It belongs to you. It doesn't belong to my house. Right? It is not your responsibility to do the delivery. It's your responsibility to reject it. Right? If a package comes to your door and it doesn't belong to you, it's not your responsibility to take it to the post office, take it back to UPS, or take it to FedEx. It's your responsibility to just let them know you delivered to the wrong place. So you just have to let the devil know you just delivered to the wrong place. It's, you got the wrong address. You got the wrong house. This house belongs to God. This body is God's temple, and it belongs to God, and I am not receiving that sickness or that disease at this house. Amen. At this address. Somebody say, God is good. good. All right. Consider then, Bosworth said, again, did Jesus bear iniquities in Capernaum on the cross? His forgiveness of sins as well as his healing of the sick were both done with respect to his coming atonement because without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. 
And then he also says, sin and sickness have passed from me to Calvary, and salvation and health have passed from Calvary to me. Calvary meaning the hill that Jesus was crucified on. So the cross of Christ means that now Jesus has taken your sin and your sickness, and your sin and sickness have passed from you to Calvary, and salvation and health have passed from Calvary to you. All right, Jesus has paid it all. Now, if he did that in the redemptive work of Christ or on the cross, he he did it for everybody. No one is uh, exempt here. No one is left out of redemption. It was done for everyone. Now, we certainly have to receive it, right? We have to believe on Jesus to receive salvation. We have to believe on uh, Jesus as our healer to receive healing from God. Well, what did Jesus do in the Old Testament or God do in the Old Testament when he said, I'm the Lord that heals you? He brought them forth with silver and gold, not one feeble person among their tribes. He forgives all your iniquities, heals all your diseases. What is he doing? He's healing on credit. What is Jesus doing when he's going around the, uh, uh, the town, cities, and villages, and he's healing the sick everywhere he went? He preached, he taught, and he healed. And it says in many cases like this one, he healed all that were sick. What is Jesus doing? He's healing on credit. He's looking forward to this coming atonement and he's healing in advance. Now, how many in the room have a credit card? Raise your hand. If you don't have a credit card, that would be highly unusual. How many have maybe two credit cards, maybe even more? But you have a credit card, at least one probably, and you have a credit card. And what you do is you go to the store and you buy those shoes, ladies. You buy those shoes and, and you like those shoes and you wear, you, you like them so much you just wear them right out of the store. I mean, <laughs> right? And uh, before you leave, though, you hand them that credit card or you swipe it or you, if you have a chip, you put it in there and, and you, you uh, pay for the shoes, right? But no cash was transacted. No, no monetary cash was transacted. You just had a little piece of plastic with a number on it, your name on it, and you bought those shoes without any transaction of cash. Then you may have bought a dress as well, and you liked that dress, and you liked it so well, man, you wanted to wear that out of the store. So you, but you paid for it, and you look better than when you came, but you paid with a little uh, plastic card, right? Well, then a month later, perhaps a certain time frame, you know, it's not too long, there's a bill, depending on the billing cycle, and there's a bill comes to your house, and it has this listing of those $110 shoes or that, uh, whatever there were. Uh, it, has a, it has a list there. You bought a dress and, and whatever else you bought, you bought a sofa or you bought a flat screen television or whatever you bought, it's all listed out where you bought it from just so you know you did it. All right? So, and so uh, then you are then responsible to pay for that bill. Well, and then at the bottom in little print, it says, you know, uh, minimum payment. 
Let's say you've got a, a, about a $5,000 uh, credit card bill total because of all the purchases that you've made. I'm not trying to get anybody depressed this morning. I'm just trying to give you an example. All right, so you got this credit card bill. It says $5,000, but minimum payment, oh, just $212.42. You can pay $5,000 or you can pay $242. Come on, 12 cents right? So minimum payment. Now you can do that, minimum payment. You can pay that and they won't even bother you, won't call you, uh, won't send you another bill right in the next two, two or three days. They'll, uh, they'll just let you rest and let you ride for about, uh, about 30 days, right? Sure enough, here comes another one. 5000 plus the other $685 that you charged this month or whatever else you added to it. And then they say, you can pay $243.15. And that's all you have to pay. And you pay that. And they're happy with you. You're happy with them. You don't see that bill. It's out of sight, out of mind. Then they send it again the next month. And then $894 was charged extra. Now you got 5000 you know, whatever it is. All right, so here are now. But you can still pay minimum payment, $244.02. All right, so pay that minimum payment. They're happy with you, and you can do that for the rest of your life, right? All right, so Jesus just healed on credit. He put it on credit with the view of the coming atonement. God in the Old Testament healed on credit with a view to what? The coming atonement. Now, Isaiah had fast-forwarded, and he has prophesied, surely he hath borne our sickness as if it were already done, but it was not done. Are you with me? God was Jehovah Rapha. He was the Lord, the healer, but somebody's got to pay the bill, Right? So all of this time, you know, uh, goes by. People have been healed throughout the Old Testament. In Jesus' life and ministry, people were healed, healed all that were sick. But they, but they God and uh, the Son, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit were all looking to the coming atonement. Jesus knew when he was healing the sick, forgiving sin, that he was going to have to pay the bill. So here... Here you are with credit cards. Maybe you got two or three of them, five of them, six of them, whatever. And uh, somebody says, well, I can consolidate that. Some, some credit card companies, they'll send you a little a credit card and, and they'll say, you know, all you got to do is put all of your other credit card uh, bills on this one because we like you. We, 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 we have this special affection for you, so we want to be a great blessing to you today, and so all you got to do is just put it all on this card, and then they'll send you a bill in about 30 days. All right, so, but the problem here is that you're always going to get that bill, but Jesus said, I'm going to consolidate your debt, and I'm going to put it on what we would call the cross universal card. All right, so Jesus takes all of our sin on himself on the cross, and it was universal. It was for everyone. Anybody's sin who has sin, and we'd all sin, all of it was put on Jesus, and he took it all on the cross. Are you with me? So he, he consolidated our debt. He put it all on one Christ. Jesus took it all, 
God made him to be sin for us who knew no sin. And so Jesus then suffered the penalty for, for that sin. Part of that penalty was sickness and disease. He was made sick for you. He was made, uh, he bore the pains that you would have had to bear. He bore that on the cross. And God, in doing that, he took it in order to do what? Carry it away. He lifted your diseases, your sickness, and your pains. He did it all. So that he could convey it away. He could remove it to a distance. Right? So then Jesus actually eradicated your sin in the death and resurrection of Christ. He eradicated your sin. Eradicated your sickness and your diseases. Or he took your curse. Thank you, Jesus. For example, years ago, my wife, you know, she went shopping one day. And, you know, ladies like to shop. At least my lady does. All right. So if your lady doesn't, that might be a blessing. All right. So, but, so ladies like to shop. And, and so she comes home and she has this pair of jeans in a bag. She pulls it out of the bag. And it has this little kind of a cream color thing on it. That says, uh, you shouldn't have taken that out of the store. But somehow, she actually got out of the store and it didn't set off any alarm or anything. So she's got this thing on her jeans. Well, my father-in-law happened, we happened to be with him. And, and uh, he lives in Iowa, but we were with him. And he said, because he's a fix-it guy, you know, he was, he was a car dealer and, you know, he did... Uh, you know, sold cars and so forth. But at home, he was a fix-it guy. He'd fix anything around the house. And, you know, he's retired now, and he can fix anything around the house. He'd do whatever it takes. He'll fix it. He'll figure it out how to fix it. All right, so he said, I can fix that. I can get that off for you. Sure enough, he did. He got it off. But when he got it off, it sprayed some stuff on, that, uh, on those jeans. So... My wife, she's now, she can't just take them back, you know. She paid for them, right? They're paid for, but she can't take them back. So she had, if she wants to wear them, she has to wear something like, you know. Because <laughs> it was about right here, you know. So she had to wear something longer to, to cover it up. So I would just kid her about it. I called them the cursed jeans. Because <laughs> she's got a spot. But when Jesus washes you clean, you are without spot, hallelujah, and without wrinkle. In other words, he actually cleanses the spots off your life. He literally eradicates your sin and dissolves it away, and you're not walking around with cursed jeans on. No, you, you're walking around with blessed jeans, and, and nowadays you have holy jeans. And so you got... When I was a teenager, we actually put patches on them, but now we just split them open. There you go. There you go. All right, so that's a lot of work to wear those out. I mean, you know. So, so anyway, so Jesus has redeemed us from the curse. 
He has actually paid. See, in the Old Testament, what they did is they paid the minimum payment. So they brought the bl- blood of animals. In other words, they brought the animal sacrifices. They shed the blood, and the high priest would take the blood of animals into the heavenly. I mean, into the holy of holies. Jesus took it into the heavenly holy of holies, and so they take it into the holy of holies. And so the sins of the people were covered for one year. Just like your bill would be paid, minimum payment, for one month. So the sins of the people were covered for one year. But then Jesus, when he came, he didn't just cover your sin. Jesus, he was made to be sin so that he could actually erase your sin. I don't know about you, but that makes me happy. Hallelujah. I am thrilled to know that Jesus didn't just cover my sins for a month or a year, but he actually eradicated my sin. He dissolved it so that I don't have to carry the sin, nor do I have to carry the penalty for sin. And part of that penalty being sickness and disease, I don't have to live under that curse because thank you, Jesus. I didn't have a do-it-yourself salvation. Like my father-in-law, he said, I can do that. Well, if you went to the store, they'll take it off for you. They have the right tool. But if you try to take it off, you're going to end up with the same old stain that you thought you were going to get rid of. You're getting rid of something, but you still got some leftover. It says that you're still under the curse. But thank God, when you take it to Jesus, the cross of Christ can eradicate your sin. When you take your sickness to Jesus, it can erase your sickness and disease. It can dissolve your sickness and disease. Jesus, for this purpose, the Son of God, was manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. Are you hearing me today? All right, so somebody say, Jesus paid it. And he paid it all. How many would be happy if somebody would come to you and say, I want to consolidate all your debt and I want to help you get out of debt. And then after you consolidate it, he said, by the way, I'm just going to go ahead and pay it all off. I mean, we would have a happy bunch of people. I mean, if, we, if somebody came in here this morning and said, I'm going to do that for everybody in the room. You think you're on Oprah. You think. Come on. You you think you're on this special show, you know, they give you a car, they give you some kind of gift, and you, woo! You know, it it could be worth $25, and everybody would be shouting. But think about, I'm telling the truth, but just think about what Jesus did. You're sitting there like, oh, that's that's amazing. (laughs) Come on. No, Jesus did it all, amen, and he gave us the gift of salvation, free, without charge, praise God. And he consolidated all of your debt, and he eradicated it, and he said, today, you are delivered from sin, you're delivered from sickness and disease, the payment has been paid in full. All right, now. Some of you are retired. Anybody retired in the room? Raise your hand if you're retired. All right. If you're retired, you worked hard for that, right? You worked all, your, all the years, whatever number of years, and man, you get a check on a monthly basis probably, right? You get a monthly check. Now, how many, if some, for some reason, it didn't hit your bank, you know, if you have automatic deposit, it didn't go in the bank either. How many would call and check on it and say, uh... Just checking, just wanted to make sure. 
uh, that uh, y'all didn't miss something in there. Your computer's not down or whatever. But I just wanted to call and check on my check. <laughs> and you wouldn't be calling like, uh, uh, I don't want to bother you. I hope I'm not... I, I, I hope I'm not interrupting anything that you might be doing that might be important. How many would just call with confidence and assurance that my retirement check belongs to me? It's been paid for. It's all been, the work has been done. And so I'm expecting the return on my investment of time and effort all of these years. And so you would call with confidence and you would be assured that somebody's going to get that worked out and get that fixed, right? Well, if you work for it, you are confident. All right, if Jesus paid the price for it, you ought to be confident to go to God and say, uh, uh, Father God, I, I know Jesus has already paid for it. It hadn't seemingly showed up yet, but I, I do know that he paid for it. I do know he went to the cross. I do know that he suffered. You got to be bold and confident. It's, it's not like God's trying to hold out on you. He just wants your bold confidence and faith that says, I believe in what Jesus did. And so when you come with boldness and confidence, God said, I, I just want you to know it's coming your way. Hallelujah. I believe that you receive glory to God and, and it, it's on its way. Hallelujah. I, and you just got to have confidence that God is faithful to his word. What he paid for, it belongs to you. You're an heir of God. You're a joint heir with Jesus. And if it's already done, it's already done. All right, let's take a look at 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24. Who is own self? Talking about Jesus, who his own self bare sins in his what? Own body, where? On the tree. Now that tree there is referencing the cross. Who his own self bare our sins in his own body. Surely he hath borne our sicknesses. Surely he hath carried our pains. <laughs> who his own self bore our sins in his own body on the tree or on the cross, that we then being dead to sin, should what? Live unto righteousness. Then he says, by whose stripes you were, the tenses are important, were healed. So here, back in Isaiah's day, Isaiah sees, and he sees into the future what Jesus was going to do. He says, surely he hath borne our sicknesses and carried our pains. He's speaking as if it were already done, isn't he? God in the Old Testament says, I'm Jehovah Rapha, I'm the Lord, your physician, your healer. He said, I forgive all your iniquities, all your diseases. So God's looking forward to the atonement. He's looking forward to the cross. And he's saying, I know Jesus is going to be the fulfillment of everything that I am telling you today that I am. So then Jesus, he's ministering to the sick, and he heals all that were sick, but he's looking forward that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet. Surely he hath borne our sicknesses and carried our pains, our infirmities, and our diseases. He has done that for us. So Jesus is looking forward 
Isaiah was looking forward. God was looking forward. Now here's Peter after the death of Christ on the cross and the resurrection of Christ. And he said, who his own self bore our sins, bare our sins in his own body on the tree. That cross, he bore our sins on that cross. He said, bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sin should live now unto righteousness. And just, uh, just as another added uh, addition here, uh, by his stripes you were healed. So he didn't just forgive your sin, he also heals the physical body. So healing belongs to you just like forgiveness of sin belongs to you. Healing belongs to you. We could call that the double cure forgiveness of sin and healing of the physical body. Thank God forever. Peter was looking back at the cross and here we are today. God has rewritten your story. He has done that in the death and the resurrection of Jesus. He's given you a redemptive story. Even though you came with sin, now you walk away free from sin and shame and and all of the uh, eels and all of the curse that comes with sin and you just remove those cursed genes and you put on some new jeans, hallelujah, and you got some new jeans on the inside. You've been regened by the Father, reborn by the Father. You're a child of the living God, and you're an heir of God and a joint heir with Jesus Christ, and, and, and you don't have to cover it up and hide it. No, you can just wear them free and open. Here I am, clean before Jesus, clean before God. I'm healed, redeemed by the blood of Jesus, and his redemptive work was a guarantee that healing belongs to you and to me. We are redeemed from sickness and disease. Can somebody say amen? Thank you for joining us at Word of Life Christian Center where we seek to move upward in prayer and worship, inward in discipleship, and outward in evangelism. We are so excited that you decided to connect with what God is doing here. And if you want to learn more, go to wordoflifelv.com.